0: And we lost Kyle Charters already. Are you serious? Did this guy literally just jump out of the interview just like that? Like, I I know we always joke around that it's like a a frenemy-type situation that that he had. Okay, let's try the Hammerhead Hotline here again. I know he's constantly ducking me because he doesn't want to look ridiculous arguing and being wrong, as always. But boy, to do it right at the beginning of an interview, Kyle Charters—that is low,
1: man. As soon as I plugged in my cell phone, it turned off. So that—that's not how those things. See,
0: that is so be. That's not how phones work. When you plug them in, they charge. They don't turn off.
1: Uh, I can't explain it, man. I don't know what to tell you.
0: I'll tell you. This is how I know you really don't care. You can't even come up with a good excuse of why you're bailing on this. At least if you cared enough, you'd make up something that I could at least buy into. But all right. <laughs> Kyle, who is the best team in the Big Ten now?
1: Well, uh, I write power rankings every week for Saturday tradition, and I had a a little bit of a a conflict, I felt like, between putting Purdue and Wisconsin at number one, and I went with the Boilermakers based on the victory on Monday. I mean, I think it's probably the best win in the Big Ten. Um, I I think Illinois is really good. I think the Illini are better than what their ranking would even suggest. I, I'm not sure why AP voters were so slow uh, to put Illinois in the top 25 and then raise them up to 17th. And then with Andre Corbello, I, I think that he just makes them a Final Four. Oh, he's great. Type contender. Uh, so, you know, I think that's the Big Ten's best uh, in-conference victory. And so I vault Purdue up to number 1. Wisconsin is, is right there, and the Badgers are a lot better than what I expected them when Tyler Wall plays like he has for the last couple of games. It makes Wisconsin even better than what it has been. And then with uh, Illinois being third, um, for me at least right now, um, yeah, I think that's a pretty good top three. And I could see any one of those three, perhaps Michigan State and Ohio State, maybe being the other two in the mix that could end the season with a Big Ten championship.
0: I couldn't believe this one. I was, I was trying to preview for my gambling here, uh, Wisconsin and Northwestern. And Wisconsin's only a, a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. I couldn't believe yeah. when I looked at this. Johnny Davis has the third most points in conference, 21.7 points per game. That blew me away. Nobody saw that coming. Did you see it coming?
1: No, I mean, he was a good player as a freshman, but not one. He looks like two. a lottery pick right now. Well, he probably is, yeah. Um, you know, he, he went to the same USA basketball team that Caleb first and Jaden Ivey did. And I think that that experience, you know, him being able to play in that environment and see that he could play with other great players really served him extremely well. I, I did not see that coming. He averaged six points per game off the bench last year for Wisconsin and i think probably only if you were a, an ardent wisconsin or or maybe a big ten super fan you even were aware of of who he was uh because you thought wisconsin had basically nothing you thought you know before this year you thought it was going to be brad davison and a, a cast of their usual uh outside shooting big guys right yeah but he has changed that team and and made them very good and he's an excellent player i mean he was the best player on the floor when Wisconsin came to Mac Arena, and I think if I had a vote right now, I'd be really tempted to give it to him as Big Ten Player of the Year. Uh, he's been really good and changed that Wisconsin team to a team that could win a Big Ten championship, and for me at least, it was off the radar at the start of the season.
0: It blows my mind. I don't know what Jamie Dixon said to him. I know he was the coach of that team, but yeah, to go from what you said, like what five points per game to – 21 has got to be one of the biggest glow-ups I've seen in the Big Ten in uh, in quite some time. Yep. We're talking with Kyle Charters here on our uh, uh, Hammerhead Hotline. So, you know, here, here's the big one on Thursday, right? It's, it's Purdue. It's Indiana. I, I hesitate to say this, but I feel like I have to. Indiana has looked better over the last couple of weeks than I thought that— how I pictured them at this point in the season. I I think they're starting to get a level of buy-in, and their interior defense with race and trace have been, I I, I thought, really, really good. They seem to still struggle on that perimeter with the shooting. It's hard to gauge this team, Kyle, because you look at the the quad one and quad two games, they stink. I mean, it's all quad three and quad four victories. Uh, It's hard for me to gauge exactly where Indiana is.
1: Well, they got a big victory against Ohio State at home. And, you know, that's sort of the marquee win. They finally won outside the state of, of Indiana, albeit, uh, at a bad Nebraska team, uh, yesterday. Um, but I, I think you're right. I think Indiana is better than what we anticipated for the most part because for the first time in years, it has really bought into what it's doing defensively. And I think that's credit to Mike Woodson. Who has been able to get this team's attention in ways that Archie Miller could not. Uh, the Hoosiers are playing defense. They, you know, statistically have one of the best, if not the best defenses in the Big Ten. Now, I think they are susceptible, uh, on the interior a little bit because, you know, Trace D- Jackson Davis is is not, while well, he's good, he's not the biggest, uh, center in, in the conference. And so he's going to have to match up and, and try to slow down produce two big guys. Um, but, man, they they keep the game in the 60s, and if they do that, then Indiana can win. Uh, I think Indiana can win the game on Thursday night. I would imagine it'll be a, a bloodbath down there in Bloomington. It'll probably come down a little bit to how the game is called and whether Indiana hits shots or not. If Indiana does not hit shots, I think it's really difficult for the Hoosiers to win. If they hit, you know, 6 of 14 from three-point range or you know, 7 of of 18 or some reasonable number, um, then I think Indiana's got a chance. But if it goes 3 of 22, which it's very capable of doing, uh, then I then I would imagine that Purdue's able to escape with yet another victory against Indiana.
0: I think it's cute that you just uh, brought up, depending on how the game is called, in the place that's nicknamed the Hall of Calls. You're wondering how this <laughs> game is going to get called on Thursday.
1: Well, I, I liked how the game... Uh, and the other assembly hall was called yesterday, I, I thought that the officials let the bigs play without it getting um, out of hand. I mean, I, I guess Illinois fans would say that, that Kofi got called for a couple of ticky-tack fouls. I, I think if you look at it from a more objective way, you would say that Purdue uh, and its big guys, Zach Eady in particular, and then Trayvon later, really caused Kofi Coburn to go into certain situations that he didn't want to have to go into and uh, defend a little bit and defend movement on the interior. And that caused him to get into a little bit foul trouble. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I think it, it would be beneficial to Purdue if it's bigs are allowed to to play basketball on Thursday, if, you know, Zach Eady picks up a, a quick one or quick two and, and, uh, Purdue has to play small, which it did a couple of games ago. Then I think that changes the outlook a little bit for Indiana, certainly, uh, benefits them. So, you know, yeah, we'll see. Um, but, uh, you know, Purdue's got to be able to continue to, to do what it has here recently. And that's play better defense. Um, seems to have really woken up a little bit since the Wisconsin game. Not perfect, uh, but it's playing harder on the defensive end seems to have, had its own little bit of uh, of buy-in here recently. And if it does that, I I think that uh, it'll be in good shape, at the very least, at Indiana.
0: You know, we freaked out a little bit after the Wisconsin game. Some folks maybe didn't think, uh, what was the game right after that, too, that it really got a a great State. Yeah, Penn State. I I don't feel like some fans, eh, it was a little bit better, but it's not what they wanted to. I think Nebraska definitely made you feel a a little, it it was trending still up. And then, yeah, the Illinois thing, I, I think got you, or at least for me, I don't know about you, got you back into that zone where you go, okay, now this is a top five team because they're playing on both ends of the floor. You, you feel like the buy-in's back to where it needed to be, and they don't have that attitude going out there going, yeah, well, you know what? We're just going to come down and go on a, like, another six or eight-o run, so I'm not really worried about, you know, some defensive stops here and there.
1: Yeah, and I don't think Purdue's been technically perfect. I mean, I, I think the oh. fundamentals still lack at times, but. I think that the intensity and the, the closeouts and the rotations and their you know, they're trying to be better. I think Jaden Ivey is is trying to be a better defender. I think certainly Brandon Newman has tried to step up in that regard. We've seen Eric Hunter probably play the best two games of his season uh back to back now for the Boilermakers. That certainly helps Purdue a lot from the defensive end. And that's not an easy matchup against Illinois either. I, those Illini guards are, are good. I mean, Trent Frazier is, is a really good guard who knows what he's doing and is a veteran and, you know, could play defense, can shoot the ball. And Curbelo, we know, uh, while he can be inconsistent, the ceiling is really high and Alonzo Plummer can really shoot it too. So, you know, that's not an easy task for Purdue who's probably not as quick. Uh not as athletic, at least uh you know, outside of Jade Ivey as as Illinois yet Purdue was able to hang in there a little bit. So I think it was a pretty good step forward for Purdue defensively.
0: Kyle Charters, uh you'll be able to hear him on the uh, big baseball podcast. We'll be back soon. Uh you still are you still awarded the rank of man about town on uh, goldenblack.com dot <laughs> com as well?
1: Oh yeah, that never leaves me. You yeah.
0: earned, you earned it, my friend. You really have. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the yeah. Man about town who
1: can't keep his cell phone charged.
0: Yeah, no. I'll tell you what. It, it's what three o'clock in the afternoon. You've already lost your charge. Who are you talking to? You don't have that many friends.
1: I'm <laughs> <laughs> just tweeting. I'm just tweeting. I burned through the battery tweeting all day. Oh my goodness, Kyle. It's always a
0: pleasure to talk with you. Uh, we'll uh, we'll connect again real soon. All right, buddy. All
1: right. Thanks, Jared.
0: Take care, bud.